Her name is Kaylin Kaler. Joining us here on 92.3 The Fan. Kaylin, thanks for giving us a few minutes. How you doing? Hey, doing well. How are you guys? Good. Uh, so we, I mean, we just had a big topic over the first hour of the show, and I want to know if it even came across your desk. Obviously, the NFL is what you do. That's like, that's your bread and butter. And I just want to know if it reached national levels at all or not. Uh, Deshaun Watson was at the game in Los Angeles. He was pictured in a suite, Kaylin, and it was up top in the, mm-hmm. they're, they're in LA. And I got a lot of callers that are mad and telling me that he wasn't committed, that he should have been on the sidelines. I got a lot of other callers telling me that what did they, what did they expect him to be doing before you we even get into your side of it? I'm just curious, is this a local conversation or did this reach your guys' heights at the uh, the national level? You know, I did see a tweet about it yesterday, but to be honest, I was watching a bunch of the games on Sunday, and I didn't notice that um, until I saw it on Twitter. Like, I didn't actually see it in the broadcast. Um, I will say I think it's probably being a little bit overblown. However, because we don't know a lot. Like, I, I don't know if anyone's reported yet, but, like, did they ask him? To be up there did they want him to be on the sideline like you know if we it's don't so vague. know what the, yeah it's so vague yeah so if we don't really know what the coaching staff wanted then it's hard to like rush to a judgment i will agree that it it looks weird and for a player whose leadership has been questioned um you know for va- very valid reasons it's not optics wise it's not what you want Um, so, you know, if I were his agent, I would have said to him, like, you need to be on the sideline, but you know, we don't know what the coaching staff asked for him. And also we don't know what, like, for example, like Joe Flacco is probably the type of quarterback who's like, I got this. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't really, I don't really need any, you know, I don't, so we don't know what Joe wanted. We don't know what the coaching staff wanted. Um, if they are totally fine with him being up there, then like, it's kind of a non-story, but I, I agree that the way that his leadership in particular has been questioned because of his off the field um, choices and the allegations against him there. I do think it was an interesting scene, an interesting sight. Well, so, so Joe was the part that I was kind of getting on. Uh, like Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. I, I don't know that he needs right. to Sean Watson's help on the sideline. I, I, it doesn't see, it doesn't make sense. It'd be like if I was doing my show here and then we hired Howard Stern and they're like, Hey, sit in with Howard and show him the ropes. It's like, what, what? No, there's nothing I can teach Howard Stern. Right. Right. I totally agree with that. And I think like, I don't know, like obviously Aaron Rodgers was not with the Jets for, uh, you know, a month or so of his recovery, right? Like he wasn't there at all. Or when he was there, I'm thinking back to uh, one of the Taylor Swift games, um, (laughs) the the Chiefs Jets game, like he was in a suite as well. Mm -hmm. And none of us were saying anything about that right so i do think it's like it's just kind of the lens of like who's doing it um so yeah i think we're probably making too much of it but at the same time you know there are different things that quarterbacks are doing when they're on the sideline so like um a lot of your qb3s who are like not really dressed they're um you know they're charting plays um some of them have a headset. Like we saw when Aaron Rodgers came back, he had a headset. Um, Joe Burrow had the headset on, um, you know, so they're listening in on play calls and I'm sure they have the ability to like say things if they want to, or want to chime in. Um, and then others are, um, you know, some of the QB two QB threes are just, you know, charting plays 
on an iPad or, you know, on a literally a clipboard. That's why we called them clipboard holders for a long time. <laughs> and then um, others are serving as kind of like a, one of the things they can do is sort of serve as a liaison, a communication liaison between the starter and, you know, offensive coordinator or starter and head coach or whoever it may be who is the play caller. Um, and that can be pretty valuable sometimes because, like, a quarterback on the sideline can maybe explain to a coach, like, oh, here's why he did that, right? Like, sometimes the quarterback can see that better than whoever the play caller or head coach might be. So that's another role that, like, quarterbacks might have on the sideline. So it's interesting. Yeah, I feel like he could make himself useful. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I think there's a lot of things you could be doing that could be helpful without being, like, in Joe Blacko's business. So it is interesting. And I guess I'll just leave it there. Is that it's very interesting, but we need more information. What'd you make of Joe Flacco this week? And you feel like he should be the starter for the rest of the year, for just this next week? Are we week by week basis, or do you give him the job for the rest of the year? Yeah, um, I would probably give it to him. I think he, I mean, for playing, you know, for coming coming back after not playing all year. I mean, I think it, it was probably about as good, as good as it could go for him. Um, and I mean, you know, everyone is having debates now about, you know, the value of backup quarterbacks and um, how you need to invest these guys. And, you know, speaking of the Jets, like what they, you know, didn't really do in the, anything this season as it came to that. And so, you know, I think Joe was good. I mean, I think, I think he probably earned it with that. Yeah. And, you know, the debate about backup quarterbacks is like, everyone's like, yeah, you need to invest in somebody. Like you need to invest in someone who's like really good, but it's like, there aren't even 32 like there aren't even 32 QB ones really like (laughs) so to to say like oh teams need to be investing more in back quarterbacks like I completely agree like they are probably your most valuable position and you want to have someone that you feel can win a game for you but at the same time it's like aside from you know but Cleveland is an interesting case sorry I'm going on a tangent here they're an interesting case because like Josh Josh Jobs you, you could argue they should have kept Josh Jobs um, you could also argue, I mean, Jacoby is pretty solid as well. So like, you know, there's a few out there who I think merit spending more money on, but like in Cleveland's defense, like nobody wanted to spend money on Josh Jobs. Um, there were only like two teams that wanted to actually like pay him what he's worth. So I think maybe this off season, we're going to see teams maybe like maybe the market for the, for the backup quarterbacks who are already out there might go up. Um, but I don't think the number of good qualified backup quarterbacks, you know, is going to increase because there's hardly even 32 starting starters. Yeah, it's kind of funny. It's like how every now and then I go on those like uh, the Reddit boards where it's like investment Reddit stuff, and it's like at the end of it, all all their answers are always just like, "We'll make more money." It's like, "Well, okay, that can't be the right. answer." It's like with the quarterback conversation. It's like, "Well, just yeah, just get a backup quarterback. That's great." Well, it sounds nice, but there's not enough of them out there. That can't just be the answer. Right. And then, like, with the Bengals last night, like, I don't think anyone thought Jake Browning was, like, a really good backup, but he might be. And so I think that's what's really difficult is how to even judge them when they aren't playing, right? Like, I mean, I think coaches are able to do that because they see them in practice and, you know, they have them in the meeting rooms and everything. But it's, like, for us as, like, media and fans, I think it's really difficult to even know really what you have in a backup because you you don't have the there's no stats for most of them like there's nothing to if they haven't had regular playing experience it's like really hard to know like have you built a successful quarterback room like until you get tested you really don't know 
Yeah, uh, it's it's kind of wild. And then, and then it, what's weird, too, is all the, the different amount of injuries we've had, just even with starting quarterbacks. And, Kalen, I don't know, you've been watching and around NFL long enough. It just feels like it's an anomaly type of year. It feels like something – I don't know what the league can make of it. I feel like the league tries to protect the quarterbacks, but at some point it is a dangerous game, and there isn't anything more they can do. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I really don't know what else they could do. I mean, they've I think they've done a good job of um, – calling roughing the passer this year actually like I think there's been very minimal um ones that were like oh my god that's such a huge overreaction and I think now defensive players have like a really good sense of like okay this is what I can't do you know the body weight part of the rule I think it's making more sense to defensive players now and so I think we're seeing it being officiated a little bit more consistently than in previous years where like some things didn't make sense um so I think we're going to continue to see that um and I think that's helpful. I mean, I think that obviously is good for quarterbacks, but I don't know what else they could do. I mean, like last night with Trevor Lawrence, I mean, mm-hmm. it was kind of Jaguar on Jaguar violence there. <laughs> um, so that, I mean, yeah, he was getting pressured and his offensive line will kind of like backed up into him there. But in those situations, I'm not even sure, you know, what else you can do. So, you know, I think this is just a fluky year, and I feel like every year when we're in the year, it feels like there's more quarterbacks getting hurt, but it might not necessarily, like, statistically line up that way. I think last year there were the most amount of quarterbacks that had ever started a game in the season. I think it was 69 or somewhere around 69. So last year actually was, you know, a a season high for that, and maybe this year will be – even higher, um, which would not be a good trend, but I do think like these things kind of fluctuate. So I don't know that there's any reaction that the NFL can have about this. Caitlin, the Browns have a weird thing defensively going on right now where their home road splits are just way different. They're 30 points a game on the road. They're allowing, they're allowing just 10 points a game at home. You go down even some of the deeper things, their seventh most amount of touchdowns in the NFL allowed on the road. At home, it's only the Ravens and the Dolphins that have allowed fewer than what the Browns currently have. It just it feels odd, but the numbers don't lie here. Uh, what would you, if this was baseball, I'd be like, there's sign stealing or something weird going on. Do you make anything out of this, or is this just another one of those outlier situations? That's interesting. I didn't um, know about that stat, so that is that is kind of strange. Um, I don't know that there's anything to make of it. I think, you know, I mean, road and home, there's always a difference in how teams perform, so it could just be that. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think there's any. I don't think there's a conspiracy at the heart of it, at least. I would hope not. I just didn't know if there was anything. Like, I've done so much into the idea that being at home helps so much because you get to sleep in your bed all week. You get your routines. Right. You get all that stuff. It's not necessarily the person wearing the Denzel Ward jersey in the in the fans. Like that doesn't. That's not really it. It's all the other factors that have really helped into it. But a disparity of this large, I just I can't explain it. Right. I mean, that is. And so just that. Keep an eye on it. I will. You know I will. Uh, let me ask you, uh, Steelers or Browns, which team do you feel like finishes with higher amount of wins when this is all said and done with the regular season? Um, I think Browns, um, and I say that mostly because the defense. Um, I think the Browns defense is, you know, good enough to um, you know, uh, mitigate a lot of the quarterback <laughs> rotations going on. And obviously the news of Kenny Pickett getting ankle surgery – um, 
you know, they say it's not season ending. I don't know exactly what that's going to mean for him in the future, but I do I think they've said Mitch Trubisky is going to be starting. Um, mm-hmm. Which, you know, Mitch, again, that's actually probably a good backup quarterback, right? Speaking of backup quarterbacks, like this guy started a bunch of games. Like, we actually know what Mitch Trubisky is when we're evaluating a quarterback room. So, you know, Mitch is a solid backup to have, um, but I don't know. I feel like they've just had so much, you know, up and down with their offense this year in Pittsburgh with um, rightfully firing Matt Canada and, and bouncing back from that. And now Kenny Pickett is hurt and, and Mitch is going to come in. And yeah, I, I think I would go with Cleveland here. Galen, we'll check you out at the athletic as we always do. We appreciate you giving us a few minutes and uh, hopefully we can catch up with you down the road. Thank you. Thanks so much. Have a good night. Uh, you too. Good insight right there with uh, Kaylin Kaler, The Athletic. You can always check her out uh, at Kaylin Kaler as well. I think she's a very, very good NFL insider and, and reporter and everything that she does there for The Athletic.